You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Hi, I'm Abby, and you're listening to The Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly podcast where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30-ish minutes. And I am joined today by the hilarious Ryan Bailey from the podcast So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. We're going to talk about Potomac, Beverly Hills, Roni, and then I uh, give him a little rapid-fire questions to see what he really thinks about some of his favorite Bravo liberties. Have a listen. I am so excited to be joined by the hilarious Ryan Bailey, host of the podcast, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. We're going to dive into all things Bravo and probably get a little bit off topic too. But Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Real real moms of Bravo Nation. What's up? What up, mommies? What up? Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be a mom to come on the show. I feel like I'm a real mom. This is going to, no, this is my mom. I told my mom I was actually coming on Real Moms of Bravo. And she was like, that sounds nice. That sounds good. I like that. Somebody sent us a message the other day that was like, I just want to let you guys know you're both so lovely. And I started laughing. And I was like, you probably don't listen to our podcast because we're we're kind of vulgar. Um, <laughs> I think people assume with the mom card, they're like, they just must be really nice people. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, yeah, if you have put mom in your title, you automatically get the grace of like everybody for the most part usually absolutely loves moms like just i mean you go like if you hear rule moms of bravo you go ah like it's like a really nice like ah that's inviting i want to see that well don't worry you can say cuss words on here we won't make you put a quarter in the swear jar you're good but that is not a bad that's not a bad patreon thing like put a quarter in the swear jar you could really earn some good uh good shekels with that i think we should, we should do that uh there we go that's like i'll probably like make my mortgage in uh in a month <laughs> But I want to start with Potomac because I am so happy it's back. Admittedly, we, Vanessa and I, who Vanessa still on her maternity leave. What we, up, Vanessa? What, yeah. Why did I can't believe you didn't come come on this podcast with you just had a baby. This is insane. I mean, can't you bring your microphone to the NICU? Come on. Yeah. Dude. Where is the uh, dedication? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we did not jump on Potomac. We binged it uh, during quarantine, mostly because back in the day, we'd have like, four or five Bravo shows going at one time. It was just too much. And now we have nothing. I am loving it. We have loved the first two episodes of this season, but I'm dying to know, were you from the beginning of Potomac person? Or are you kind of jumping on the bandwagon? Like, no, that? I mean, this is why it's perfect. I am jumping on the bandwagon and it is at the perfect time because I did the same thing. I, I, uh, I binge that sucker. And the thing is like, but it wasn't like, you know, it's like you, you all those shows, 
and everybody that I respected said they love Potomac. I'm talking for years now, and I just find it sometimes hard to allow um, new characters into my life. You know, yeah. like I don't know if that. Yeah. It's like I really get so deeply involved with these people, whether it be Sonia or Kyle, and then it's just like the thought of adding seven new or six new ladies into my heart and mind. And then I did it, and I was. It's like anything. It's like working out. I don't want to do it, but then when I go do it, I'm so happy I did it, and I am ecstatic I did it because what a breath of fresh air, and the season five premiere was so insanely good, and the great thing is I'm not sick of these ladies yet like I'm sick of every other franchise's ladies. I know because they're new also because we see so much play out on social media, and I always hope like don't let that be all we see for the season. And we'll talk about Beverly Hills in New York, but oftentimes it's like, oh, I've already seen this play out. I already saw this Instagram stories. Why are you showing me this again? Potomac lets it play out, but then they give you more in the episode. Like we already know that Monique and Candace are going to get brawl, but I mean, we're getting right now quite a bit of Ashley and Candace. Like, I don't know. Did you see episode two yet? They snuck it in. They snuck it in on Twitter and I wasn't able to see it uh, in time. And then I was like, okay, no, I'll just watch it with Sunday with the majority of everybody else so I can like make bad Twitter jokes. But um, (laughs) yeah, I didn't get to see it, but everybody raves about the second episode too. So that's always a great sign because usually Bravo will do like first episodes, amazing. Second episode, like tanks. And then- Yeah, like a sophomore slump. Yes. Yeah. So like, I'm telling you, like I watched the first episode of Potomac three times so far. And it was, it was just one of those great ones where I caught new things each viewing. Uh, I just really love all these characters, even the ones that you're not supposed to love, you know? I know, like, I don't, I'm so I'm team Monique with Monique and Candace, but I will preface by saying I always, and I don't know what it is, it's just like this bias I have. I always, whatever housewife has more seniority, nine times out of 10, I find myself siding with that person. But I think it's like what you said, I've I've spent more time with them. I've invested in their lives. I mean, I'm following them on Instagram. I'm watching their Twitter. I'm watching that, you know, whenever the episodes are airing. So like, I just feel really connected to Monique, even though I've never met her. Do you have have a a T'Challa on a chain? I mean, I want one now. Who doesn't want a little bird to follow you around? I love, like, I want as much Bravo merchandise as I can. Wouldn't it be amazing, a little T'Challa stuffed uh, parrot that you could put on a chain? Like, Like, I want merchandise like that. I mean, you can't make that up. Every other housewife has a dog that they bring everywhere. We've seen Ramona's dog, you know, at the Berkshires and the dog shits on the carpet. It's like, okay, like we all have dogs that do that. That's not exciting. Potomac's like, we'll see your little yippy dogs and we'll raise you a parrot. Like that's that's that she is that she is potty training, by the way. (laughs) And she and she's pitting her T'Challa against her son. She's like, they really compete for my attention. And I'm like, what? I know. I love it. Uh, I also love, I mean, she's potty training a six month old. I know you're not a, a I know. I hear, that's a, I hear that's a big thing from what I've read. I mean, if it works, I'm all for it. Some of these people are like, this is crazy. I'm like, well, we're all saying it's crazy, but I have a three-year-old who still won't poop on the potty. So who's <laughs> laughing now? Well, you by know? the way, her song is to me, the song of the summer, like go pee pee on the potty, pee yeah. pee on the potty. <laughs> That was a great moment. But see, that's what I'm saying. That show was so filled with little tiny amazing moments like the potty training, like T'Challa, uh, like, uh, you know, Karen on the back potty at patio with Monique talking about her relationship with Ray. Like, there was so much to dissect in that first episode, uh, even Giselle's relationship with her husband and the kids saying that her husband's being performative when he calls them just so he can be uh, look cool to Giselle. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. That's, that's so dark. Well, and this is one of the few franchises where 
the families are bought in and they're part of the story. When you look at OC, when you look at New York, it's all about the women and the fact that their moms and wives are ex-wives for a lot of them is just kind of like this back little side story. And usually it's because like the kids, you know, we want to protect their privacy and the the husbands are, don't want to, you know, affect business and all this. Potomac's all in. So we get to see the kids. We see them really be real people. And I think that's why everyone's connecting with them. It's like we get their full life, not just the pieces that's allowed on on their contracts. I was pleasantly surprised with what we saw with Giselle. Like that is probably a moment that a lot of couples who've broken up have children together and try to get back together. I, I feel like that conversation comes up, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, like that, that it's fascinating in Beverly Hills, like the Sutton wasn't able to film with her kids and it like kept her from having one of the, the, you know, lead, lead parts in the, the promos. Yeah. I mean, she, they, everyone's like, she's going to be like the, she's going to hold the diamond. She might even be like close to the center. And because of like her ex-husband saying, no, I don't want my kids on TV. It, it completely ruined it. I've also heard stories for OC of women that work so close to being asked to being a full-time housewife and the husband for whatever reason, intentionally or unintentionally, completely like ruined all of the negotiations by refusing to be more open. So men I mean, always, ru- men always ruin everything. I speak really from do. experience. We really, really, Why do really you do, do that. Why do you but, do that? <laughs> by the way, I just love when you said the diamond thing, because I was just picturing me telling my uh, guy friends like, who do you think is going to get the diamond yeah, this year, guys? Who do you? Hey, guys, because they just talk about sports around me. And this is all yeah. I talk about. <laughs> My husband will pretend like he's not listening and then like randomly in conversation, like, I really hate Vicky. I'm like, whoa. Yes. See, that's what? the thing. It does cross over. It does. Like, even yeah. if I have my dude friends like watch a reality show, they make fun of me mercilessly. But then at some point it switches over and they comment on something or like, they, like Summer House is a really good, yeah, litmus, like, it's a really good uh, in between show where it's like a little cool and young and there's some guy like heavy bro action. I call and it that- the gateway drug for Bravo. Yes, that's it. It's total yeah. gateway, total gateway. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. And then like, look at Robin and Juan. I mean, like, first of all, if a lot of people told me to, when you start binging, you can just skip season one. I fell in love with Robin in season one. And I think for some people that maybe like, she's not their favorite or like, they don't think she's as exciting. You just, you got to watch season one and like see her struggle and all that they've gone through. And like to know they're engaged. I don't, for me, I was like so happy about it. I don't know why. Like I really was cheering for them. It is so funny the the rap Potomac gets about what you just said of I got a lot of skip season one and two season three and four are amazing, but you know, you can start at season three and four and have an amazing experience. But then I would highly suggest going back to one because then it's like watching a prequel of your favorite characters and you get to like, kind of find out more about them. Like sometimes that's one of the fun ways to watch a Bravo show. I did that with Vanderpump rules. It was like, I think I started on season three and then I went back and I was like, Whoa, I couldn't believe all the stuff that, that was there. It was like this gift. My sister's friend is doing that with Shaw's. So she is going back. She watched the last two seasons and now is going back to the beginning. I'm like, oh, you're going to have a whole different perspective because you probably think Reza is like this horrible person and he and MJ, you don't like understand like why it's so like heavy, but then to see when they were best friends and now see where they're at, like, I feel like it would totally change. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, I love us Bravo holics are finding like new and exciting ways to like <laughs> watch so these shows. Like, you know what? Skip, skip episode two and four, go to six and then go back to two. Like we, we just make everything. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a sickness. 
It really is. But, you know, I feel like because there's so many of us that are doing this, I'm like, okay, well, at least it's like somewhat normal normal behavior, right? Like we're all, yes. we're all trying to find ways to like change up our perspective on past seasons of Housewives. But that's the amazing thing about this community is that it is like, you know, I only thought my mind was sick in this way. And then you find out that there's literally maybe like millions of us that like think this way and look forward to these things and treat it like somewhat of a religion. And that to me was a whole nother revelation and and exciting, you know, you're just like, oh my God, you know, we can actually dissect this and talk about this and laugh at this and like be horrified at this. Like that to me is exciting. Yeah, I mean, we all probably need therapy, and we should negotiate a deal. For oh, I'm not. I'm definitely back, saying we but, need therapy. There's yeah. no. I'm not. I'm. I'm advocating for therapy. Yes. <laughs> all right, let's all do group therapy. We could do it on Instagram Live, and uh, we can, can all imagine if we did an IG Live, like a we're doing <laughs> a, a IG takeover of me and my therapy. Yeah. I honestly feel like so many people would watch that totally. it like makes me a little concerned. Oh gosh, but okay. So I mean, you so you're. Loving Potomac. Yes. I'm all right. And I feel like universally everyone is. It's getting all this praise. People are jumping on the bandwagon. I love it. I think it's been so fun discussing it because all these other people are chiming in, like, I agree. I just started too. I'm loving this. And it's making me look at Beverly Hills and even Roni, which to me I put Roni like in just like a special glass jar. It's just a special. Yeah, it's 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 it really is this beautiful piece of art that yeah. like, you know, no matter what anybody says in terms of like driving force and action and like, what is the plot of the season? Like this season, it doesn't matter to me. Like it's still a beautiful piece of art and it's yeah. untouchable in so many ways, even if it doesn't have a driving through line. A hundred percent agree. But the, you're totally I, right I, about Beverly Hills, by the way, I was listening to your podcast about you thinking that like, Hey, we might not see a lot more action with this. this you is know, it? we yeah. might've been fed a, a bill of goods, but, but, but at the same time, I want to say like, but what an exciting bill of goods we were fed. Like the almost, they use the social media thing to their advantage. And like, we got this whole other experience, which is more of a social media experience, but still an experience nonetheless. And for where Beverly Hills has been the last three seasons, I think it's been a miraculous season overall compared to the Lucy, Lucy, apple juice and all that stuff. A hundred percent agree. At least this is something that is a little bit juicier. Like it is sad. A dog got rehomed, but like, you know, <laughs> you're like, it is sad if dog got rehomed. But now, yeah, by the way, that's a Vanderpump dogs uh, plot line, not a Beverly Hills plot line. Right. Exactly. Like we're all like, oh, we see right through this, but this piece, like this whole Brandy, Teddy being the one delivering it. Cause I don't, I still don't understand why Teddy was like, this is my this is my cross to bear. I don't understand why Teddy for anything. I like my, I want to do a t-shirt that just says why Teddy? Like, I don't understand it. Uh, I will say like, this is, I have a theory that like people that are really nice, just don't make good housewives. And she actually is like genuinely a nice person. And I think she's just trying so hard to maintain her, her diamond and being on the show that she's just (laughs) failing so bad. I almost want to just give her a hug and be like, let's just, Let's just get you off this show. It's, it's okay. Somebody holds on so tight to something that they can't. It's like it's like Kiko and Below Deck Med. Like oh he, he was holding on so tight. Which, by the way, Captain Kiko. Sandy, I'm against you now, Captain Sandy and Hannah, oh. you as well. But um, uh, yeah, like it's you, she's holding on so tight that we can't help but make fun of her because, and also her like when it was revealed that Brandy hooked up with Denise, possibly she was like, you mean make out? Like she has no clue what. Like I mean, I'm I'm I'm. I don't believe that 
Teddy's ever French kissed, maybe. Like, I think that she's maybe, like, does not know, like, she probably is, like, just over the clothes only, only petting over the clothes. (laughs) Okay, I I felt like I was such a Teddy in that moment because, like, I just, maybe because I'm a mom, and (laughs) I'm just, like, such a prude, and people will tell me about stuff, and they'll, like, say something about, like, oh, yeah, we had a date. This is pre-COVID time, but, like, we were on a date, and I knew it wasn't going anywhere, but we hooked up in the bathroom. And I'd be like, oh, steamy makeout. I'm like, Abby, no, we had sex. Like, we're we're in our 30s. I was like, oh, my God, you had sex in a public place? Like, so I, I kind of related to Teddy. And she's like, you mean make out? I was like, oh, Teddy. <laughs> well, it was – and by the way, like – it is weird because it's like th- these storylines are hysterical because you always feel that the housewives, especially the Beverly Hills ones this season, think they've got something so juicy when in reality it's going to make them look so bad and so kind of gross about calling somebody's sexuality out or somebody's like bedroom behavior. And I, I feel like it's like always backfires on them when they think they got this like and it's like this tiny piece of like whatever the producers did to the Beverly Hills ladies really kind of worked, but worked so good that they get a little tiny piece of meat and then they eat the bone they're like ah you know yeah. it's like rinna like rinna calm down rinna like and by the way do you i rinna is really working my last nerve and i feel like next season rinna like at some point rinna is gonna have to like face the consequences for like stirring crap for like the last four five seasons i'm also really sick of her dancing videos okay we get it also and like this is the mom and me again but put on a fucking bra rinna you're in your 60s dancing around with like your nipples poking out of your shirt. I'm just scared. I'm going to watch her break a hip on IG. Like I don't like, there's no part of me that's like, yeah, let's see what she's yeah. dancing. Like I, that's I, sexy. Yeah. But also, you know how they like, it's like the other thing that, that, that annoys me about the housewives is that they, they're now like all concerned about like their trademarks and their brand. And then they lean in it. They lean into it way too heavily. It's like, it's like Luann got lower level in the beginning of the season. And now that's all she does is like, good night from the yeah. lower level. <laughs> I do have a t-shirt that says good night from the lower level. Yes, and it you're is- allowed to have a t-shirt. Like that, those are great t-shirts. But for Luann to be cognizant of her own brand is where like, it's like um, Dorinda selling clip merchandise or like clip. It's like, we want to sell that merchandise and make fun of it. We don't want you to do it. Like don't lean into your brand that heavily. It's like Rinna's like, you like my dancing? Well, I'll do it every day. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it is, it is way, way too much. And I honestly, I like, I am a Rena fan only because I think she like brings good TV. I don't, I don't think I'd want to sit down and like have lunch with her. She kind of scares me. Uh, but no, I like, I completely agree with Beverly Hills though, with what you were saying that like, they just, they lean in so heavy, not only to their own brand, but they just get one little piece of information. And I do believe that Denise and Brandy hooked up, but I don't think it really needed to be a big thing. And also at the end of the day, I'm kind of like, okay, well, were they both consenting to this? Yeah. Then I don't know. Let's just I, like, is it supposed to be like so taboo that two women hooked up? I'm like, it's 2020. Like I know I have a lot of friends that have hooked up with girls and are married to men. And it's not like that big of a deal. I've hooked up with girls before. Like it's you not did? that big of a deal. Yeah. Like everybody hooks up with girls. It's like not a thing, you know? I, but uh, I, I just feel like this is all we're going to get. We have only have a few more episodes left. I also want to say I give Sutton a lot of credibility. I, love Sutton. I'm sorry. Like I know, like I, that last episode loved her to be a new housewife and say like, I, I heard that rumor, but so what? And it wasn't my place to do it. And I'm not going to bring it up at a dinner party. 
that is what housewives used to be. It used to be fun to watch them. And yes, they would fight and say stupid, silly little things, or it'd be like big drama, but it wasn't this like malicious, like trying to ruin a marriage, trying to expose, you know, somebody's husband or something. It's like, I, I really love that Sutton was like, I'm not, you know what, if I get fired because I'm boring after this season, at least I do it with dignity. Like I really respect her. Well, and just, I mean, you know, Sutton of, you know, we know who she is of like this supposedly high manners, Southern girl for her to sit at that table and, and then in a talking head go, yeah, I heard about a rumor about Denise hooking up with Brandy months ago, but you don't bring that up at the dinner table. Like, I mean, that what an amazing talking head moment. And then for Sutton, to like, did you see that sly smile Denise gave her after she said that comment about yeah, like, well, like, Kyle, are you upset that she, you know, what she said about you or what was said about Denise? And then Denise like registers what Sutton said and gives this like half smile of like, oh, damn, look who came to play. Like it was yeah. really by the way, I'm reading way too much into all of these moments. <laughs> oh, I kept reading. I replayed the scene so many times because Denise does trip over her words, which makes me think oh. it does happen. Because oh, she's like, I know what you're talking about. No, I don't. And I'm like, no. wait, what? I coach actors and like what she did was like completely unbelievable. Like that's it's it's, you know, she lied immediately. She t- tripped over it. She looked to other people for support. Like she did everything a liar does. And uh, but a, not a liar, a malicious liar, just like somebody that doesn't want to actually talk about this on camera and like realizing that she was not prepared for that moment. Completely agree. And I I also am hearing rumors, though, that she has one of the largest contracts of any housewife. So pardon five me, million dollars. You. Could you imagine? Supposedly that's five million dollars. Yes. That, well, that's it. Exactly. Because you can't like here. Denise Richards is Denise effing Richards. And yes, she was in wild things and starship troopers, but like, let's not treat her like she's Meryl Streep. Like, but these girls, like, these women treat her like she's Meryl Streep. Like she's uh, like, Oh, Denise, like they really, you know, in the first season two of like, what a star that's joined us, you know? And it's like, Kind of like, I mean, but still in the realm of Hollywood, a B-list star at this point, you know, and Garcelle uh, is a much bigger star than Denise. Yeah, well, hey, did you hear Garcelle has so many projects cooking? Like, that's all she does every episode is tell us how many projects she has. I think she's doing that, though, because uh, people were getting pissed that she wasn't in it. And like, she really just didn't like her schedule wouldn't allow it. Well, and we're, but like, I feel like if she comes back next season, which she should, and I hope she does, is that they they really she needs to like carve out those dates because yeah. you know it, she was one of the only stories that we got to see solo, which is weird. Like, why am I seeing all of Garcelle's personal life and her business, but none of these other ladies really? Yeah, well, probably because none of the other ladies have legit business. Well, hey, I mean, to, you know what? To, 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 take that back. Dorit's room at Buca de Beppo is an insanely popular business. I've and, never been to a Buca de Beppo, and I feel like I'm missing out oh, on like. Oh, you are miss, you're missing. You're missing out because it would show you how ridiculous Dorit's room. Like it was the the concept of a Buca de Beppo and the Dorit walking in and going, I need to put my Dorit stamp on this. It's like me going into a Chipotle and saying, what would Ryan Bailey do here? And it just doesn't make any sense. I'm actually, I have my 50th episode coming up next week and I have this bit where I'm calling different Buca de Beppos and asking if they have a Dorit room in there. I, um, I love this. Oh my yeah, God. Well, I have this fantasy too of, of, of taking all the podcast listeners to Dorit's room at Buca de Beppo and we all show up and there's like a thousand of us and we just like all ask if we can go into Dorit's room because it's like the Holy Grail at this point to me. Like I, that's all I want to, cool. that's, 
the You're one place I want to go. Wish, though. I'm so there's rumors, and I really believe them that BravoCon tw- is not going to happen for 2020 because duh. Yeah. But 2021, it's going to be in LA. Like we could go to Buco de Beppo. I did. I I heard the same thing. And if it's in LA, it's like games. Like I'm going to plan on. Like by the way, that's. Uh, that's like my bucket list. I'll die happy after that weekend. Like my biggest regret, like if I had known the pandemic was going to hit, I would have done everything in my power to go to BravoCon last year. It like would have so done. Fun. It was so uh, fun. See a kill. I mean, everybody says the same thing. It looks so well done. I was praying it would be Firefest, and it turned out to be one of the most look like special experiences that everybody experienced. And I think they're only going to, I really think the next one's only going to be better. We were asked to like provide feedback and stuff and just like give ways that they could make it fresh. And I think, I really do think it's going to be better, but there's a part of me that's like, shoot, if it's in LA, I don't really know if I want to go to BravoCon. I just want to go to LA and like see all the Bravo people go to all their places. There's a lot more iconic stops to go to in LA or even take a little trip to Orange County and New York. Like we went to the Regency one night and unfortunately Tom didn't show up, but that was really like our only like true Bravo moment that wasn't attending the panels. Yeah, there should have been like a, was there like a Bravo panel of like sleep with Harry Dubin? (laughs) No, I was actually like really sad. I like told my friends, I was like, okay, we're going to the Regency. If Harry Dubin or Tom shows up, like like I'm going to text my husband and ask if I have a pass to make out with him and you guys have to get a photo. Like. (laughs) Well, isn't it isn't it the Regency crazy because I went there too and you go there expecting some large place and it's a small hotel bar. It's a small hotel bar. So the fact that he was making out there is even more shocking because it is not – it's so intimate and so tiny that you're like nobody – if you're making out here, you're not trying to hide. No, you want you want to be seen. I mean, it is like a tiny little corner bar. I thought I thought the same thing. I thought it was going to be huge. I kept walking around like, ma'am, can we help you? Are you looking for the restroom? I'm like – is there another room? I just thought like there had to be more to it. So yeah. Amazing, I, amazing mixed nuts though. They gave an amazing mixed nuts spread. I don't know popcorn. if you. They, yeah. Did you get popcorn? It was like. No, I got this really amazing mixed nuts spread though. I really enjoyed it. We got popcorn. Maybe that's more like the late night thing. And it, <laughs> I don't know, like, I, you know, you don't have good popcorn anymore. And it was like seasoned. It wasn't white cheddar. It was, it was just really good. So yeah, go wait, to. Wait, 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 wait. What's wrong with white cheddar popcorn? No, I just I feel like white cheddar is so common. It's like the basic of uh, of popcorn. I love white cheddar. Popcorn. I love white cheddar. I had a real white like you can get this like sprinkle stuff of white cheddar and you can put. I had a real bad white cheddar sprinkle popcorn moment like for like a couple months where that was like I was eating that for dinner was just like sprinkling all this white cheddar on popcorn. I will eat a bag of Smart Pop for dinner if my husband isn't home many a nights. Like I don't know why that's just like my comfort go to dinner. Oh, I was doing pandemic. I was doing pandemic brie through the pandemic. <laughs> And it was just like where I would just wake up at three and just eat brie. Like it was just like a really weird highfalutin thing where I was like just all of a sudden got addicted to brie. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I, let's do another bonus episode on all of our favorite <laughs> By the way, I could do three hours on food. Yeah. yeah. This is great. So we're talking about the Regency. Let's go into Roni. I love that this was two episodes ago, but we're finally seeing the fourth wall broken. I don't know why it took so long for New York to do this. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of shows and including Beverly Hills are starting to break that fourth wall. And I, I mean, I think that's the natural evolution of these Bravo shows if they were to pay attention. And I hope they lean into it more because we're always talking about like, how will Bravo pivot? And I think this is how they pivot is that audiences 
and this is a compliment to all of us, we have gotten so smart and we know how these shows operate so well that we know when something's fake. We see it immediately. And you can't really put a lot of stuff past us anymore. So they need to pivot to this. They need to show us production. They need to show us these moments because that is becoming a fabric of the show as well. And it's like Vanderpump rules. You cannot keep pretending that these people work at the bar. You can't do it. Like it just, it's not, you, you're treating us like we're idiots and then it's making us upset on top of the horrible behavior they're doing anyways. So I think that is one of the best pivots that you could have is having production involved. No, I a hundred percent agree. I like that. We're seeing them ask the questions. I, I mean, we all, we like we all can guess what's happening and now we really want to see it. And the other thing I want to do too, I think they should just start like showing when like they'll say like, Hey, this is bad footage. You're going to have to reshoot in two days. And we see the reshoot because we, that scene, I broke it down on our Instagram. I spent an entire day and like people are like, Oh, like are your kids not home? I'm like, I have a job. I just working. Like, but I spent the entire day like debunking like all the different stuff to prove that like the big reveal from Brandy was actually shot after they got back from Rome. I think what happened was Brandy told them and either it wasn't on camera or she was like mic'd and it was loud. It was at Kyle's party. And so they're like, hey, we need you to actually sit down and say it. And we want like we need that filmed. We're still going to talk about it in Rome. But like I, w- I think at one point, let's see the reshoots. Like it's kind of like the Hills. We all knew at the end it was fake. So then when they did the big finale and it was like they, you know, wow, it wow. ends and we're yeah. on a set. It's like, oh, now Ooh. the intrigue's there. Well, wouldn't you, I mean, I would pay Bravo $10 a month to actually have like, you know, they take those bus rides to the Hamptons or those like jitneys or whatever. Like, give me, give me all that footage. Let me edit it together. Give me all their audio. Let me control like, cause like you could watch New York and you could get four different uh, stories compared to which audio you can hear better because they all talk over each other. So if you could, if I could control the audio, I could just w- do one version where Ramona is completely all the way up and hear everything she says, or one where Sonia is all the way. Like you, there's so much footage that they have that they're not using that they could utilize. And I think it's a huge mistake that they don't. No, I, I would love to see more. I, I think we all would. I mean, there's a part of me that's like, Let's just make this big brother. Let's just have like streaming cameras that are constantly going and we can really yes. see what's happening. Let me like, that, that's what I love about summer house is like when they show the the bedroom cameras at night, yeah. with the night vision. And it's like, yeah, man, like, let me, let me see all of it. Let me actually believe that these people are living and breathing. Uh, I also love um, with Summer House how they do the timestamp. I want more timestamps of to see the progression of the drinking. Like in the Berkshires, there were times where I'm like, okay, it looks yes. like the sun's setting. Now it's really dark. Now we're back to the sun setting. Like I-, I need to see that again. Yeah. I mean, I also want the government to step in. And if somebody's lying about reality shows, they need to be arrested. I mean, these need to be real. I mean, I don't, that's the only thing I want government involved in is reality shows because I feel like I don't want to be, I'm just, I'm too old. I'm too tired to be lied to like this. Like I want to know what's real. If it's not real, put up a thing that says, Hey, it's kind of real. You know, like I just, I want to believe in something so bad. Let me believe in something, you know? I mean, I think it's too late for you to enter the race for 2020. But <laughs> what, if, what if that's my big, like, make housewives real, make housewives <laughs> real. And I take like 10% of the vote. I mean, that would be like hilarious. You would have probably have may possibly more than 10%. When you think about all the Bravo fans out there. I'd beat Kanye. I would beat Kanye possibly. 
there was a point of like a point in time where I was like, oh my God, am I going to vote for Kanye? And I'm being serious. Like oh. I don't love him, but I think he would have a really good cabinet. And like as much as Kris Jenner is just a horrible human being, she gets shit done. She gets shit done. But also Kanye doesn't like Kris Jenner and Kris, I mean, like there is so much insanity going on in that family. And well, I broke down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty, like, and I just like. I, I just, oh man, I just hope he's going to be okay. And it seems like some intense stuff, but when you're that heavy into the public eye, it, that's another thing talking about reality is like, we don't know what's real. We don't, what's not like those paparazzi photos of Kim and Kanye last week where she flew to where he's at and they yeah, had like, they were at a Wendy's and you know, paparazzi got this shot of her crying, but the paparazzi company is back grid, which the Kardashians usually hire. So it's yeah. like, what is real? What is not? Remember everybody out there is like perception is what we want it to be like. Like, you know, it's like we post up on our Instagrams or something and it's what we want you to see. It's the same thing goes for them at a much higher level. Well, and it's like the same thing with the housewives when people are like, I can't believe so-and-so wasn't invited to lunch or whatever. It's like these women get these call times. They know where they have to go, who they're filming with. So they, it's not like you get there and they'll sometimes say like, well, where's Ramona? But, and you're like, yeah, where is she? It's like Ramona knew she wasn't filming. They know she's not filming. Like there is a sense of it is like they are like, it is a job. Well, or even, you know, I think you would point it out like when, you were talking about uh, Denise's uh, table placement in one of the scenes mm-hmm. on Beverly Hills. And it's the same thing with like who gets to enter scenes first, who gets to enter like, you know, like they had like they'll have somebody come in like at uh, Kyle's uh, charity fundraiser. They had Denise and uh, Big Dick Aaron come in later <laughs> because they wanted everybody talking about them first and then they let them come in, you know. Yeah, no, it, it definitely plays into it. You know that they're just like sitting in cars and someone's like, OK, yes, go, OK, totally. you go. A hundred percent. They have a full crew, you know? Yeah. And I, that's the other thing. I just want to see like the, you remember like, I don't know if you ever watched this, but like MTV used to do like making the video. Are you kidding me? Of course I watched that. You, I, I love Um, all those MTV shows were amazing. So amazing. Like I grew up at the time where I rushed home to watch TRL. So like watching making of the video, like music videos were so cool, but seeing how it was made, I want a making of the housewives. Like I wanted behind the scenes of how they're actually doing it. I say this on my show all the time. Wouldn't you love a documentary series about famous moments in housewives history? Like say like Aviva throwing her leg and you do a mini documentary of like the camera guy that caught that leg, <laughs> the production that like, you know, like I want to hear the backstory of like, yeah, it was a crazy day. None of us expected to her to throw her leg. Like, you know, like, wouldn't you love to like, yes. could, could you imagine those camera guys that had to film that day and they went home to their families and were <laughs> like, like uh, you know, yeah. like I know like I had a, what, what's wrong, honey? Uh, I saw some lady throw her fake leg. It just really shook me up. Like you, they, they need combat pay. Yeah, no, I, I would love. And the only time we ever get that is when they do like their ten year specials. Like let's let's get a little. I think instead of getting like the footage they didn't show things that sometimes they'll do for after the season wraps, let's get a like productions hot takes and like actually hear what they thought while filming that stuff or when they had to like sometimes productions like going to someone and be like, hey, this is what someone just said on to you in a confessional. Let's see that conversation well remember that episode they did of the behind the scenes of vanderpump rules season one yeah (laughs) it was a great episode of like how that season one went like that's what i hope they're doing with this pandemic is like show us all this stuff like tell us how these seasons broke down like really get introspective with your history you know i feel like you're just like basically i hope bravo is listening i think you just gave them content to start running when i feel like we're going to start like when they're going to have to shut down filming and everything gets delayed like let's just go back to the old footage and show us all this stuff 
or get, let me throw this at you. What like so we saw the amazing Kim Richards come back for three episodes. She, you know, by the way, you do not treat a legend like Kim Richards by showing her dented boob. Like, you know, like that just to <laughs> me just didn't sit well. But like, wouldn't you like some people might not appreciate or have seen the earlier seasons with Kim? Like, why not do a you know, a Bravo night of Kim Richards. And like you pick three of Kim's best episodes or craziest episodes. And then you do little interstitials where people would be like, you know, what Kim meant to the franchise, you know, oh, this I was more crazy or like, Oh, when she was in hot Hawaii or in back of the limo, like do that. And really, you know, we treat this stuff like history. So let's watch it like history. Let's like enjoy it together and go, this is why we need to appreciate this character. This is why, you know, you had that episode. Remember Luann, we did the evolution of Luann uh, like six years ago. And we, we got to see all of that stuff and it was amazing. Why can't we see that with all of these characters? You know? Oh my God. I love this. Like I know I'm completely on board with this. I, this is like, this is what we need. And I and, and keep working on the new content, but give us this in the meantime. I think, no, I'm completely on board. And I, God, I feel like, I really <laughs> I feel like, like you hey, by the way, hey, hey, uh, I'm sorry, but we're, we're uh, 50 50 on this. We're leaving, we're leaving your partner out. She's out. It's just us now on these Bravo ideas. Yep. And we're going to make, we go. we're going to make we're thousands pitching. of dollars. We're thousands. pitching to Bravo. Sorry, Vanessa. I'll give you a little bit of a royalty. <laughs> you just lost out on tens of dollars, Vanessa. <laughs> I know. It probably, probably like $10 in like a Bravo shop gift card. Let's be but honest. I take it. If I, I would do it just for a Bravo shop. I want one of those shot skis. Oh, those are like really expensive, surprisingly. I want one I too, but it's also like, how often am I going to use it? And I also have to think about like my kids playing with it. So probably not. <laughs> I'd have to do uh, sad, Sadly, sadly, I don't have to think about that. <laughs> well, well, we'll get you a shot ski, Ryan. We'll get on. All right. I want to ask you some rapid fire questions before we wrap up. Okay, here we go. Who is your, what is your least favorite Housewives franchise past or present? Uh, God, that's so hard, but I got to say, um, da, 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 da. Uh, OC, just because they've had so many really, to me, like horrendous seasons back to back to back, even though it was amazing in the first couple seasons. I completely agree. All right. Favorite house husband? Uh, Mauricio. Oh my God. Me too. I love when he gets high. Yeah. By the way, what an amazing subplot of this season of watching him be Cheech and Chong in the background, him listening to Aaron talk about 5G and all that. He was like, (laughs) like, yeah, bro. Yes. Yes. Totally. And then he asked to eat Denise's salmon. I was dying. I loved uh, it. Loved it. Favorite non-housewife Bravo show. Oh, uh, favorite non-housewife Bravo show. Oh, uh, watch what happens live. I actually really do. It actually, oh. it is my favorite actual talk show. It really. I kind of forgot it that as an option. I was going to say. Oh, no, really? Oh, oh God. Oh, sorry. I thought non-housewife. Yes. It actually, well. Watch what happens live. I watch every day. Summer House, of course, and then Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump Rules. Summer House is actually beating Vanderpump Rules, which is huge for me because I was so obsessed with that show. I'm obsessed with Summer House. Like I just, I love them all. I'm so glad they're doing it. Okay, oh, I'm so thankful. I'm sprinkling fairy dust. You can't see, and no one can else okay. can because we're on a podcast. But yeah. you get to bring back one housewife. Who do you bring back? Ooh, ah, uh, you know, uh. I got. I know this is going to be way pop, but Bethany, just because I want to see how she would do with the the iteration that's there right now. Like I, I would want to see how she. Leah. I want to see how she interacts with exactly. Want to see how she interacts with Leah. I want to see her take down Ramona. I just at this time, like if if it was last year, I would have said Jill Zarin. 
Oh, good one. I also, uh, I feel like Jules needs a little, like a, oh, she was a one hit wonder. And dude, I like going back so and watching that season. She's yeah. good. Yes, she's not I'm as like, bad as everybody made her out yeah. to be. I went back and watched those uh, Berkshire's episodes with her. Like she was really funny, good. And it would have been really interesting to see that journey with her marriage uh, yeah. after she had gotten and off like, the show. Yeah. She got kind of weird too. All very, right. Very weird. So you get to bring one back. Now I'm going to give you a different power. You get to fire one housewife. Who are you going to fire? Uh, if well, if it's not a housewife, it would be Jax Taylor. If it was a housewife, uh, it would be well. They did Vicky and uh, her this year. I got to go, Ramona. Ooh. I got to go, Ramona, just to see. And she's a fan favorite, and she's a favorite of mine. But I need she needs to be taken down a notch and realize. I mean, there. I just feel like sometimes these people get so high and mighty, and like that they need to. I, I would l- almost love. Then I would almost love to see a reality show of them getting kicked off the show and what it's like to be just like a normal. It's like when Superman loses his powers, you know. Yeah. Oh, that, well, so I keep saying that I think Ramona's going to be demoted. Like that's been like my pr- prediction basically since the season started. We've seen it happen with Vicky. We saw it happen with OC. It's only natural that New York happens next. And to me, Ramona's one that I think if you removed her, it'd be really interesting to see the the shift and the dynamics with the other women. Yeah, but you still need her a little bit. We can't just cut her out completely. It's no, like I, I don't want to cut. I don't. I don't want to cut her out. She, she'll always be a part of the yeah. family. She's just like some of her comments publicly and and watching her behavior. It's sad that uh, I, you know, if I was also Bravo, I would like put a moratorium on anybody's social media accounts in between, <laughs> like while yeah. the, while the season airs because it's it's too much of a story on top of the story. You know, I I'm actually surprised it hasn't been written in their contract more that they can't post as much, but. I'm not, I'm not the Bravo person that's in charge of all this. Maybe one day I'll uh, be able to tell them that, but I like to, I want to see it play out. I don't want to see it all play out on Instagram first. Yeah. Or, or like, Oh, wait a sec, but they missed a part that was on Instagram. Why are they not showing that part? Like, yeah. it make, it's like, it's like when they do director's cut of movies, I get really upset. Cause it's like, wait a sec, you're telling me the movie I saw in the theater is not even what the director wanted. Like, I want to <laughs> see all of it. I don't want to see that there's like three versions of something. No, and I hate when there's like multiple endings. When like you get a like back in the day, we'd get a DVD, and they'd be like, "Oh, yes. like alternate endings." I'm like, "Wait a minute, no, you ended it that way with purpose. Like, don't stick to your convic- convictions. Don't change the ending on me." So. I know, like it's too much. Like I, I, I watch movies because I don't like to make choices. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, Ryan, this is like I well, I should tell everyone you are a comedian, which is why you are so freaking hilarious. I've been laughing the entire time. I your podcast is so popular. I'm sure everyone knows where it is, but just in case you don't, will you tell everyone where they can find you? Social podcast, all the deets. Okay. <gasps> Sorry, taking a breath. Uh, it's so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. You guys, it's a long-form podcast. I grew up on radio shows, uh, so that's why they're four to five hours, and they kind of increased over pandemic because, like you said, there was nothing to do but talking to a void, and I felt like I was talking to my friends, which my audiences are my friends. So that's why these are so long. There are timestamps because I know everybody doesn't like long podcasts. Some people are violently opposed to them, and I get that because I sometimes see a long number, and I'm like... No, I just want something easily to digest. I get it. But you can skip to a section. If you want the Vanderpump Rules section, you can skip to that. If you want the New York section, I usually do two to three interviews with some amazing podcasters, amazing Bravo celebrities, you know, some really amazing conversations that highlight people that you should know about, that you should check out, that are geniuses in their own right. Um, And the format will probably be changing in the next couple of months, but that's where it is. Subscribe if you like it. Uh, Please rate it five stars. Please rate Real Moms of Bravo five stars. It really does help us. 
us. Like it really, really does help us. I have a Patreon as well. I, I'm an idiot and I give out so much free content. So there's no reason you would need more. But if you need more, uh, it's uh, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. I'm recapping all of Selling Sunset right now. I'm going to start throwing... I believe Beverly Hills in New York recaps up there as well. Um, and then uh, Instagram, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. It is one of the most fun. I never thought Instagram would be as much fun as it is. And that's because of how many people I get to interact with that DM me, that listen to the show or don't and just are just so funny. It's such a really fun, amazing community for the most part. And I really, it's just such a fun thing to be of. So that's all my stuff. But also what I love is freedom of choice and you know, just, you can, you can turn me on and turn me off. I'm not going anywhere. I'll always be here. And these podcasts are meant to be somewhat timeless. You can go and tune in at any time. And I don't think you'd be lost and you don't even have to like reality shows. Cause I do pop culture. I, uh, you know, I did, just did a huge thing on Garth Brooks the other day, Justin Bieber. Um, I run the gamut of all pop culture cause it really is something that is truly fascinating me since I was a kid and I have a weird photographic memory for things like that. So it's been so nice to find a place where I can put all the stuff where I was like, God, why do I know this stuff? And it's because I can do a podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Well, <laughs> I mean, what more do you need? You guys, he's got it all for you. <laughs> Keep listening to us, even though I think Ryan's got you covered. Um, no, you see, I can't, I want to, I want to be like you guys, like you guys are succinct. And like, I, I take like three hours to get to one point and you're hitting like 10 points in 30 minutes. So it's because we have like kids. So you get so used to like, if you actually talk to someone on the phone, it's like, I could cover five years in five minutes. Like I just, because <laughs> that's my life. So, that's a great well, podcast title, Five Years in Five Minutes. I love that. I'm going to start doing There we go. There's my new Patreon thing. I'm going to cover five years of a housewife season <laughs> in five, five minutes. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. It was so fun having you on. This has been a true delight. Thank you so much. I think my cheeks hurt from laughing so hard. I mean, Ryan Bailey, just hilarious. Loved talking Bravo with him. It's so fun to get a new perspective. It was the first time we had him on the show, and it will definitely not be the last. Thank you guys so much for listening, for all of your support. I know we keep saying it, but honestly, like in the last month and a half, we've just been overwhelmed with the amount of support and love that you guys have given us from my solo uh, takes to supporting Vanessa uh, and just, you know, everything that we've been posting and putting out there. I think we're showing a little bit more of ourselves uh, recently, just given what's been going on in the world and the the positive messages have really, really meant a lot to us. So uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram at Real Moms of Bravo. That's where we're going to keep you updated on everything going on. We've got the Roni reunion filming right now as I talk and you know, there's drama. And I mean, Potomac's back. Guys, these women, they're not, they don't hold back in the comments on Instagram. So we're going to be sharing all of that. But when you want the deep dive and the real take, make sure you're listening to our Instagram at Real Moms of Bravo, wherever you podcast. And we have our new Patreon page where you can get a little bit more of a deeper dive, a hot take, and a little less filtered. So we're kind of putting out a little bit more of our opinions on the Patreon for $5 a month. You can uh, hear what we really think. So with that, we will catch you next week. Is your daily grind getting you down? A Thermospas hot tub may be the solution. Just a few minutes under those powerful, soothing jets, and all your stress seems to melt away, like you're lying on a cloud of bubbles. You'll not only feel better, but sleep better, too. Call 877-861-4672 now. And for a limited time, save $1,250. Call 877-861-4672 or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment.